The answer I will give is in two parts. One is your mindset and how you approach your meetings and your discussions with VCs. And the other is kind of the preparation and how you're doing your, your deck and um, your docs, your work, your kind of your preset to that meeting. So on the meetings themselves, it's all about finding that line between confidence, not cocky, and approaching everything that you're doing from this is the inevitable and you've got to get on board. But there is a fine line between being a jerk and being confident and knowing that you're going to actually make this thing happen. And that takes, uh, that takes input from, I think, other smart people to find that line. On the other side, on the preparation side, you need to know your numbers to the point where you can build a narrative in a non-linear way. You need to be able to zig and zag and jazz dance uh, or jazz dance, jazz musician-like, jazz play when you've got VCs saying, well, what about this? What about this? And taking you off your deck path. You know, if you just build the linear deck path and you can stay on that deck path, it's great. But rarely do VCs let you get on and stay on that path. So they're going to ask you one question that should lead you down a path. And so you've got to be able to build your narrative in a variety of different angles that ultimately leads back to that confidence of this is why it's going to be a big business. Oh, Jason, this is good. I'm excited to dive into both of these. But just so anyone, the most of our founders who listen are Pre raising pre-seed, seed, and Series A. Um, can you tell us how much you've raised? I know it's uh, been a bit. Yeah, so we've raised 80 million US. Yeah, 81, I think, is the exact number. That's amazing, man. Well, uh, definitely all ears. And so these, the the two pieces that we talked about here is really interesting. I So when I, I reviewed about 2,000 different companies when I was at a, a small VC firm here in Silicon Valley, and one of the things that we always did was just like, we did not care about the flow of your deck. It was literally just like, we had questions as we wanted questions. So this this pulling people off, like it always could definitely throw entrepreneurs off. So I'm I'm really intrigued in like how like if you any more that you can tell us on kind of strategies to just like, you, you, is it just the answer to just know it cold? Because I, I know I felt that on the other side where I just asked questions and they were just like, boom, 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 boom. Like you couldn't throw them off no matter what angle you went. And it always seemed the same. So any strategies on like actually achieving that would be super helpful. Practice. Don't underrate practice. Like go talk to the mirror, go talk to your partner, go talk to friends, practice. Go practice on VCs or private equity folks that you might not take money from even, um, but practice. People underrate the practice. Once you get in that groove, it's like when you pitch your actual business to a client, you've done it 50 times. You know that you can actually weave in that example from big client X or small company X or where it went well or their challenges that they're going to have politically. You know it cold. And people don't do that with their decks. They kind of have this uh, or their investor pitches. They've got their deck and then they follow that linear path. And then you get three questions that are like, what about this? And your CAC ratio is this. And it looks like the competitors come up with this and boom, you're spinning. So practice, like don't underestimate the practice. You can't just expect to follow your linear deck. That is so good. And and I think the point, the point I'm hearing of what you're saying is don't just practice saying the deck in sequence and that's your practice like you've got to have the conversations with other people like the smart people like you're saying is that is that fair have the conversations and so then so then you start to find really interesting angles so my own business is competitive enablement competitive intelligence and so what do vcs do they compete for the best deals 
they're constantly competing. And so there's nothing like sitting across from a very high powered VC and go, so tell me again about your company. Tell me about your firm. How are you different? Huh? It sounds a lot like the pitches that I just heard, like from the other folks that I spoke with. Tell me again how you're different. No, you provide more value and you've got connections and uh-huh. It sounds exactly like the others. I don't really understand. And so my business actually helps salespeople respond to that well every day because they get asked that every day, 10 times a day. How are you different? That is what my company starts to do. So very similar to the awkwardness that you felt in that moment where you didn't feel any different from Sequoia or Andreessen or anybody else because you all sound the same to an entrepreneur. I try and help millions of salespeople differentiate themselves. And so I weaved in my story within putting them on the back step um, on their back foot when uh, we were talking about their own business. So that was just a creative way to kind of a be confident. Like it was like, Oh, so tell me about, tell me about <laughs> maybe Sequoia is a bad example. Tell me about VC firm X, you know, and then they would start to give me their overview of how they do things differently. And I'm like, it's interesting because, you know, I've talked to a lot of VCs and they sound the same, you know, and then I was able to weave my pitch in and from there, often we wouldn't even follow the deck. I would just meander through different questions. And that was because I knew the narrative really well. I approached it with confidence and I was able to actually put it in a position and in a frame of understanding for them that they were like, right. Okay. If I felt awkward in that moment, there's a bunch of other salespeople that would feel awkward. This is an interesting solution. Maybe I've overlooked something. Dig in. Oh, that is good. That is yeah, you basically recreate and what you're talking about now is how it's like recreating the problem that your customer has, but letting your investor feel that problem in an actual pitch. And at the same time, I'm imbuing a bit of confidence, hopefully not arrogance, but a bit of confidence because it's okay to start every meeting with like, tell me about Summit, tell me about Sequoia, tell me about Andreessen, tell me about why you're different. How do you work with entrepreneurs? Like that's a perfectly legitimate question. And as they start to kind of provide their narrative, I tell them how it sounds very similar to the 10 other meetings I've had. <laughs> that's, that's so good. And the, the fund I worked at was called Mighty Capital. They actually did a really good job on that. Like, is that we always, we led with, here's how we're different. We have a association that we, of product managers that we can connect you to if you let us invest in you. And it was like, no one else was doing it. And so we, we actually led with that in our, before we even started the pitch, I said like, we're Mighty Capital. Here's how we were different. So that's really interesting. But I, I think the takeaway for anyone who's like, oh, but I'm not selling competitive intelligence. Like we can't, you know, I don't have the same example. It's asking yourself, like, how can you help your investor feel the pain that your customer has? And that, that and if you do it in the right way, that's going to come across as confidence and it's going to speak for itself. You don't have to say, hey, I'm confident. I'm, you know, but I'm going to be humble as well. You don't have to say any of those words. Exactly right. So you might position it less about their actual pitch and it might be more about, tell me about the board meetings that you're in. Have you actually talked about these issues? Have you talked about this? Have you seen these challenges on CAC? Or have you seen these challenges on your you know, retention issues? That's where my company comes in. And so you're trying to find that relatability and you speak to them knowing that you know what their world's like and imbues the confidence. You can have a, you can have a conversation about what you actually do in a way that their mind is now connecting dots instead of just the linear, here's the deck. Can you see my screen? Everyone see my screen? Yes. Okay. This is me and my co-founder and away you go. 
So good. I, those, I, I mean, just from my perspective, we, I look, we, we invested in less than 1% of the companies that actually pitched us. It was like 0.67 or something like that. And, and literally, I don't think we ever invested in one who just wanted to flow like that. We asked some basic questions. It was always like the, like the one, I remember there was this one uh, guy who shared and he only shared like for like 60 seconds. He was like, this is what my company does. Here's my team. Boom. What questions do you have? And we were like, well, dang it. You know? And so we started asking all these questions and then he goes to that point in the deck just immediately he has the narrative and you're just like interested. It's like a conversational pitch versus like, Hey, I'm doing this to you. It's, it's what you're saying ultimately. So I appreciate this. Jason. Nothing wrong with pulling up a deck. You know, I definitely had the screen share ready to go, but having the conversation in the beginning that led to a question that led to another question enabled you to have a point of view discussion that they were connected with and engaged with that. Then you could come and have the proof point on a slide that looks slick. And then, stop the share again, back to the conversation, share again, back and forth. Don't be afraid to have your face. I mean, everything is Zoom right now pitching. So it's ultra efficient, right? So you can remember that like you wouldn't be sitting in a boardroom with everybody just looking at the screen. You'd be looking at each other. So don't be afraid to stop sharing and actually have your face pop up and go back to the share to illustrate the point that you wanted to make in the discussion and back to your face. Jason, that's so good, man. That's, that's really, I, I like that. That's because it's it share, you know, it takes over your whole screen. You're like, Hey, don't look at me, look at this content, but you're like, Hey, be careful when you do that. I love it. I love it. I, mean, well, I, I want to respect your time. This is an incredible episode. What's the best way to reach out to you? Is it LinkedIn or Twitter? If I'm a founder that's trying to get some advice. Yeah, probably, probably LinkedIn for me. So I'm slash one more Smith on LinkedIn and on Twitter. I'm Jason S. Awesome. Jason, thank you so much for your time.